order to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hard Line. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God to learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host. Well, Jason, why are you always, you know, referring yourself as the co-host? It's only you. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because God and Jesus Christ are at my side because they're the ones that are in charge of this show. They are the ones that inspired this show. They are at the wheel. They're at the helm. They're steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line and today you are listening to episode 553 education is key we have bill hermanson from the missouri general journal assembly today is wednesday may 31st 2023 it is wednesday may 31st 2023 and my oh my ladies and gentlemen we this is the this is the last day before we get into pride month woohoo i bet everybody's excited for that not um so anyways, a um, little housekeeping before we get rocking and rolling into the show. Obviously, this is not your typical format where we're going to be doing a reading out of the Bible where we read a chapter and a summary. Because I want to open up the floor for Bill. Um, we had another representative out of the Missouri General General Assembly. You guys might remember him. We had Josh Lehman not too long ago. But I also wanted to get Bill Hermanson on here because I heard, you know, from so many people that this guy is literally the man. 
he is the one that has been, I mean, he's a mad researcher. He has been, he must have probably done over three, four, five hundred. I don't know. He when he when we get him on, um, he must have done four or five hundred different types of, you know, um, what do you want to call it? presentations? And so I've heard so many good things by so many people, by Destry, uh, by Paul. I mean, Destry was even telling me personally on the phone in a private conversation. He said, if I can get a hundred bills, that would be excellent because the guy is a beast. I mean, the guy just gets it done. And so I really wanted him after hearing him on Patriots with grit. Uh, I really enjoyed what he did over there. In fact, as a matter of fact, I don't know if a lot of people, you, you know, a lot of you guys know this, maybe the people in Missouri know this because they're a little closer to bill than uh, anybody else in other States. But after bill did that show with Patriots with grit, they took down his website. They completely like attacked it with malware. I can let, you know, he'll, he'll get into details about that, but literally almost simultaneously as he was doing that show, they took down his website and it's a really good website. A lot of good information on there. A lot of good stuff for education and learning more about our history, about the assembly and just, yeah, they completely took it out. And we were just talking just a second ago before we went live. And I asked him, I said, did your website ever come back on? He said, no, like we're, my son's helping me out with all of that. So anyway, but uh, without further ado, let me uh, unmute Bill here. Um, so Bill, can you hear me? All right, sir. I sure can. Wonderful. And I hear you loud and clear. So yeah, people are filtering in. I'm getting some people in the chat saying Missouri is representing hard tonight. So we got, uh, let's see, I'm just going to go right through the list here real quick. Cause I always like to say hi to people. So right now, so far we have QPUP. Uh, we have my beautiful wife, Katie. She's there in the house. We have someone with the screen name of Olga and then someone with some Podbean name and another Podbean name. Let's see. We got, uh, who is this? Roxanne. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, and we got Rietta out in California. Rietta and Donnie with the California General General Assembly. We got Roxanne 51. We have Oscar in the house. I know you know Oscar. Um, we have Nancy S. Leslie Liberty. Lizanella. We have another Podbean given name, Cybergal, and then Mary S from Northern Michigan and they are still filtering in. So, so far we got three pages of listeners already on Podbean. So that's a good start. You're, you're, I tell you what, between you and Josh, you guys bring more people over here than I do. I tell you, I, I need to have more guests on from Missouri. <laughs> so, so tell us real quick before we get into your, um, your education is key presentation. So when you did that Patriots with grit show, they, they took down your website, right? Yeah. Yeah. It came down and we we figured out uh, that it was hit with malware. So it wasn't, a, you know, a server glitch or something like that. Wow. It will be back up. And, and what is that website when it does come back up? So it, people uh, know. American Civics Education. Civics. Dot org. Education.org. I'm typing it in the chat for people. So it's American Civics Education.org. So if you go to it right. now, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to find a whole lot right now until he gets it back up. And no, that's not to be confused with tactical civics, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just FYI, that's not to be confused with that garbage. It's American Civics Education.org. So very good. So, so I'll tell you what, Bill. So how would you like to proceed forward? So I know you, you've, how many presentations have you done? First off, I'm curious since you started doing this. Well, uh, it's not as many as you said, it's probably around 165. That's still a lot. They are seminars. So each one's about three hours. <laughs> Whoa. Do you get any assistance or any help? Like does anybody help you? Or are you just like 
you you marathon it and it's just you for those three hours yeah uh, i mean i i have my wife and some others that may come along and they're there to you know help answer questions oh that's good wow afterwards wow but, uh, well, good for you. That is awesome. Well, we need, I see why Destry says we need more bills. We need like a hundred of you. Cause he said, I mean, like I said, these guys, they sing your praises. I hear so many good things about you. So, so, well, I'm going to open up the floor to you. Um, okay. How would you like to start? I'll, I'll leave it to you. Well, what I, I want to do is, is um, I give presentations. As you said, they're entitled, we, the people sharing the great awakening. And as we, the people, we have the capacity to recover our American Republic that we've lost. So these presentations are the result of thousands of hours of research and effort by many people, not just me. I'm just a messenger that's worked up a way to help jumpstart others' education and make the right connections. Yeah. So what I want to do is a presentation that I give uh, that is an excerpt from those talks that I give as an invitation uh, to come hear the, the uh, presentations, the seminars. Yes. Um, and, and by the way, all of those are free. I'm giving them all over the state and in some other states. And so um, one of the reasons I'm presenting this is kind of an example of what we can do to help uh, educate and recruit uh, those people who are are just waking up um, so some of your audience has already heard this yep it's a, a repeat if you will but a lot of your audience has not and i thought it would be helpful yeah so I um i will just get into that and here's my presentation perfect right now all over the globe people are waking up to realize that reality is different from what they believe and that a fight between good and evil has been going on for some time. And the evil is horrific, relentless and widespread. And that's why people are waking up. They want to do something about it. Fundamentally, it's because of unself love for others being harmed. And that's why people stand up. Now, many good people simply could not conceive of the extent of evil deeds being perpetrated so it remained hidden. It is in its exposure that evil loses its power. So it must be exposed to good people, regardless of how uncomfortable and shocking it may be. This awakening going on is revealing the fact that extensive fraudulent activity has been taking place for many years. Once it starts to be revealed, the entire system of fraud starts to unravel. And that is what's happening right now. Now, let me give you just a few examples of things most people do not know that illustrate the extent of this evil, pervasive fraud, keeping us slaves to an elite, an elite few. And these aren't, are not trivial. They're all are provably true, and they've been intentionally hidden from us. These are examples of the extent of the deception we're dealing with. For example, everyone knows the story of the Titanic. But did you know that the Titanic did not sink? The Olympic did. It was planned as part of a massive fraud to get the Federal Reserve Central Bank established. 
I can tell you that the true story is far more interesting than the fiction you've been led to believe. In fact, I've got a 40 minute presentation just on it. Did you know that the Federal Reserve is owned by private banks? It's one of the most evil devices ever invented by man, keeping millions of people economic slaves. Did you know that your birth certificate is a security instrument that's traded much like bond futures, mostly within mutual funds, and is tied to your SESTA KV trust account most people don't know anything about? The Act of 1871 converted our government into a government services corporation and replaced our original Constitution for the United States of America with a new Constitution of the United States of America, all capital letters. <laughs> Did you know that in Georgia, four monolith stones with a capstone were erected with writing engraved on them in seven languages? One in the list of engravings stated that the world population should be maintained at 500 million. That means 7 billion people need to disappear. Erected in 1979, it was destroyed July 6, 2022. Do you understand that the government provided to us by our founders was a federated republic, not a socialist democracy, but our republic was stolen from us? And I have much, much more I can talk about that can knock you off your chairs with surprise, anger, and horror at what has been done to us by an elite few with evil, harmful intent. But obviously we don't have time right now. Now, when we try to attack an evil force head on using weapons we're familiar with, we may not be successful. And that has been the case for many years now. It's like Hector facing Achilles and being killed. But Achilles had a weakness that could be used against him by someone understanding what to do and how to do it using different weapons. Our enemy has a weakness, and we now know weapons that can be used effectively and safely. The weakness is immorality and fraud. The weapon is known as jural assembly. Jural means lawful. Let's see if you understand the significance of three Supreme Court decisions and the Bill of Rights. Now, first, the decisions. And you need to understand two terms. De jure, D-E-J-U-R-E, means lawful. De facto means what is operating and, and is not proper. De jure, de facto. 1901 Supreme Court decision, Downs versus Bidwell. The Supreme Court has stated that the de jure government offices still exist, but the people have failed to occupy them. Well, what are those offices? Well, just a few are justice of the peace, sheriff, coroner, township clerk. The 1959 Supreme Court decision, actually Illinois Supreme Court, people versus Brodigan. There cannot be a grand jury de facto when there is a grand jury de jure. Everybody knows our branches of government, judicial, legislative, executive, jural. 1992 Supreme Court decision, U.S. versus Williams. The American grand jury is neither part of the judicial, executive, nor legislative branches of government, but instead 
it belongs to the people. It is in effect a fourth branch of government governed and administered to directly by and on behalf of the American people and its authority emanates from the Bill of Rights and it has the power to enforce law and remove people from office. Now the Seventh Amendment. In suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. And here's the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. We the people in assembly can petition the government for a redress of grievances, can enforce laws and can remove people from office. Not only that, but in following common law, the verdict of our de jure grand jury is final and cannot be re-examined by even the Supreme Court. Now, the only reason for consenting to government that it secures the rights of the people. Quote, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, unquote. Who governs the government? We the people. The Declaration of Independence reaffirms that we the people are sovereign and our unalienable rights granted by our creator are not capable of being transferred. Here's Juilliard versus Greenman in 1984. There is no such thing as a power of inherent sovereignty in the government of the United States. In this country, sovereignty resides in the people and Congress can exercise no power which they have not by their constitution entrusted to it. All else is withheld. And here's the Supreme Court in 1886, Dick Woe Hopkins. Sovereignty itself is, of course, not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. While sovereign powers are delegated to the government, sovereignty itself remains with the people. Sovereignty means supreme power. Our Declaration of Independence describes what powers the people have toward government. It declares that our unalienable rights are given to us by our creator. It lists the various grievances with the royal government of the state of Great Britain, and then wraps up by declaring that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. And as such, they have and of right ought to have full power to make war, conclude peace, establish commerce, and do all the other acts and things which other states may rightfully do. We were separating from the state of Great Britain, and now each of the colonies had become a sovereign state. Our Pledge of Allegiance is wrong. It's not one nation under God. It's 50 nations under God. Now, how does the second paragraph of the Declaration begin? We hold these truths to be self-evident, 
that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. We are sovereign people living in sovereign states. Do you know your constitutional rights? Did you know that you have none? What you have are unalienable rights from our creator that the constitution was designed to protect. And most of us were never taught our rights since we don't know them. It's the equivalent of not having them. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are three of them. What are the others? Well, how about the right to assembly? And if you have that right, then do you not have the right to travel to that assembly? Do you need a license to do that? We have the right to live in peace without interference when we are law abiding. And there's many more rights. Now, let me tell you what you have not been taught by our propaganda driven, dumped down, government run educational system. This is our true government structure as founded that gives we the people all of the power because we are sovereign people living in sovereign states. At the top of our government is God and our God-given natural rights, unalienable rights that cannot be taken from us. And with that is common law based upon the common sense given to us by our creator. This is accompanied by the law of grammar. Words must be truthful. Our de facto government is filled with grammar fraud. You know that in the IRS manuals, the statement that the income tax is voluntary. Now, underneath this first tier is the fourth and fifth branches of government we were not taught. The fifth branch is the assembly of we the people. And the fourth branch is the jural assembly system. This is where we each have one vote, but those votes are in assembly, in a grand jury, in a trial jury, and in elections. And all of this sits above the Constitution, not under it. The Constitution is a compact among the states to provide certain limited enumerated services. It was ratified by the states. The states existed before it and have authority over it. The Constitution creates the other three branches of government, the executive, legislative with its two houses, and the judicial. These three branches are designed to do the people's business. Now, before I describe this fourth branch of government further, let's take a quick look at the history of what supports this system and from which it was derived. Now, in early England, the barons revolted against the excesses of King John. To settle the rebellion, the Magna Carta was signed in June 1215. In Article 61 of that charter were provisions for a selection of 25 barons to have power over the king. When the king's officials violated the provisions, they could not hurt the king or his family, but otherwise they had the power to redress the grievances of the people. This is the foundation of the grand jury of 25 people with two alternates. Much earlier in 1066, Henry II appointed 12 knights to maintain law. 
This is partly where the 12 person jury comes from. Now, when the Mayflower passengers came to the New World Plymouth Colony in 1620, they were of mixed religions and also uh, free and bonded, unlike how they first started out. So before they left the ship, they created an agreement as to how the group would be governed. And this simple paragraph guided the first self-government in America. In 1638, 18 years later, three major towns of Connecticut got together and guided by Reverend Thomas Hooker, developed the first constitution in America known as the Fundamental Orders of Connecticut. They were based upon the laws in the book of Deuteronomy. These were also adopted by Rhode Island. So Connecticut and Rhode Island were the only ones of the colonies to not have to develop new constitutions upon forming the Union. Now the colonies became sovereign states with the Declaration of Independence in 1776. This document is one of the greatest creations of mankind, founded on divine law and is in operation today. This is not just a dead historic document of times past. It is alive and fully functional today. This was a resolution given by an assembled body. This is important. First, it states that a notice is required of the causes of a political separation. Then it makes the startling and immensely important statement of fact that we just covered. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, self-evident, all equal, endowed by their creator, unalienable rights. Government is there to secure these rights, consent of the governed. Then follows, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. The resolution then lists all of the grievances the colonies have with England. Following the list is a statement that previous notices have been ignored. Quote, in every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury, unquote. Then it declares the colonies sovereign states. The adoption of this resolution on the 2nd of July, 1776, was the termination of all lawful authority of the king over the 13 United Colonies. The Americans now owed no more allegiance to England than they owed to Germany or France or Spain. They were no longer rebels or insurgents. They claimed their recognition as one among the family of nations of the earth, and they maintained and sustained the claim. Now, a few years later, in 1781, the Articles of Confederation were created. 
the people were so afraid of centralized power that these articles ended up being so weak that we almost lost the Revolutionary War. The central government had almost no power to act. But a few of the key provisions are, it established the name of the nation as the United States of America. It stated that each state retains its sovereignty, freedom, and independence, and every power, jurisdiction, and right, which is not by this confederation expressly delegated to the new federal government called the United States in Congress assembled. It established the sovereign states as one sovereign nation for their common defense, the security of their liberties, and their mutual and general welfare binding themselves to assist each other against all force offered to or attacks made upon them. Nine states were required to approve the admission of a new state into the Confederacy, and it pre-approved Canada should it apply for membership. It declares that the Articles of Confederation are perpetual and can only be altered by approval of Congress with ratification by all the state legislatures. Now, after the war, realizing the inadequacies of the Articles of Confederation, a new constitution was written in 1789. After much discussion between the opposing Federalists and Anti-Federalists, the constitution was presented to the bickering states with the request to approve the draft as is, and then submit proposed amendments. The draft was ratified in 1789, and about 180 some amendments were sent in. These were reduced to 12 articles, which were added to the Constitution as the Bill of Rights and the amended Constitution ratified by the states in 1791. Now these were articles, which means they were part of the Constitution, not amendments that changed something already there. Then George Washington was elected to our fourth Republic as the 20th president of America. I hope that you recognize in our history and historical documents the role played by an assembly of people. We the people assembled provide a sovereign body that can direct the government. The way this works is that we the people assemble to determine the will of the people. Once that is known, the government is directed to act accordingly. If the government officials do not fulfill the will of the people, then the assembly can intervene as an assembly or can call a people's grand jury to protect the innocent, indict the guilty, and audit the government. Those indicted by a de jure grand jury are then tried by a de jure pettit jury. No judge is involved and all is done according to common law. Now common law or the people's law differs from statute law created by the de facto corporate government. Common law is based upon God's law and common sense. Do no harm, no victim, no crime. The resolution is by making the victim whole through reparation, not just incarceration of the perpetrator and the injured party cannot be the government. Now, right now, over 30 states are in the process of reestablishing the original republic that we lost in 1861 when the southern states seceded and the union was broken. We were never reconstructed. Then we lost our constitution in 1871 and the fraudulent corporate government took control. 
the process now is to establish county assemblies. Well, each state establishes a state assembly. And then the process is to establish county assemblies throughout the state. So the state can be settled in a de jure status. Once 38 states have become settled, we can reclaim our fifth branch of government, the National Assembly, and fire the de facto government services corporation we will no longer need. One of the assembly's major activities is educating the public of their rights and powers. In addition to impaneling grand juries to address grievances from those harmed by public officials violating their oaths. By the way, since every official is required by the Constitution to take an oath, and most are bonded with surety bonds, when they violate their oaths, they become personally liable for monetary damages for the harm they've caused. A harmed individual can, without the involvement of a court, make claims against the official surety bond. If the bonding company honors the claim and pays the damages, usually the official can no longer be bonded and loses his office. If the bonding company does not honor the claim, the official may still be indicted under a section of the Civil Rights Act. That's USC 18, uh, Section 242. Now, the de facto state may claim sovereign immunity from being sued, but individual officers do not have sovereignty. They're personally liable if they violate their oath. <clears throat> Here's the Jural Assembly mission statement. We, the people, claiming our God-given rights based in Christian principles, intend to return and maintain the governance of our state, a free and independent nation state, to the status proclaimed by the Magna Carta, the Declaration of Independence, the original organic constitution dated 1787 and amended 1791. These God-given rights are for all people, realizing the only limitation which affects a God-given right is where there's a conflict between the rights claimed by two or more sovereign people. The free presentations that I've been giving provide sufficient information for anyone to decide whether he or she wants to get involved with the Jural Assembly and participate as an elector, jury member. An educational website's provided that shows a schedule of presentations being given. And inside are a considerable number of hyperlinks to online materials, as well as reference works and supplemental material. This is not theory or just a protest. This is reestablishing our true government structure that gives the power back to the people. Here's what that looks like. Each level beginning with counties as an assembly. Each assembly has the tools of grand juries and trial juries available. From the assemblies, electors choose government officials whom they continually oversee. The assemblies have been missing and the de facto officials have taken control of the grand juries and trial juries. We're putting this back. Now, let me leave you with this quote from Thomas Jefferson. Who will govern the governors? There's only one force in the nation that can be depended upon to keep the government pure and the governors honest, and that is the people themselves. They alone, if well-informed, are capable of preventing the corruption of power and of restoring the nation to its rightful course if it should go astray. 
they alone are the safest depository of the ultimate powers of government. Now, actually, um, Plato wrote a book called The Republic. And in that, he opined that only uh, philosophers are qualified to govern. But he did say this, the price good men pay for indifference to public affairs is to be ruled by evil men. And that's the end of my presentation. Wow. Wow. That, I tell you, there is some stuff in there that I picked up in there that I, I've heard, but I wanted to get clarification on. So with George Washington, did I hear this right? He was technically, because I always knew he was not technically our first president. But well, he was the 20th president 20th. of America, wow. right? Peyton Randolph was the first president of America. Peyton Randolph. And then when oh. the when the Declaration of Independence was signed, John Hancock was president. When the Treaty of Paris was delivered, that was delivered to Thomas Mifflin. And then under the Articles of Confederation, the first president of the United States was elected unanimously, John Hanson. Wow. John so we're not taught that in school. No. They don't want us to understand all of these underpinnings of our republic. So let me ask you this. So I know you said earlier you did like tons and tons of hours of research. How long, weeks or months or years, how, how long have you been digging into this? <laughs> well, I'm still doing it. I'm, <laughs> I was. <laughs> so I, I started this about July of. 2021 and have just been working continually since that time wow. wow i do have something else i i would like to um present and oh, this is yeah please this is to the this is to the assembly members now i'm 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 in the missouri assembly what i'm i'm doing here is i'm i'm doing this as an educator this isn't specifically representing the assembly it's just that we need to educate people so that they learn about assembly and can decide whether they want to join. Yeah. But if we're to be successful in restoring our republic for the United States of America, there are certain issues or areas that we must master or qualities that we must demonstrate. And I've divided them into six major areas. So the first I will refer to as spiritual sense. Everything starts with God, our creator. It is to him that we look for our salvation. And we all must understand that the battle going on is between good and evil. And that evil cannot stand when good is all powerful. Mm -hmm. There's a worldwide spiritual awakening going on where those whose spiritual sense is active are aware. But human religious doctrines divide us. And the Luciferians have been using that divide against us for years. For example, you might offer a prayer of petition asking God to do something. While you are doing that, I'm offering a silent prayer of affirmation and acknowledgement that because God is omnipotent and divine love, he already knows our needs before we ask him and has already supplied it. Now, are we working at odds? Not really, because we're both acknowledging where our salvation lies, regardless of separate beliefs about God's character and how he operates. 
We do not need to get into an argument about which doctrine might be correct. Our founding fathers put all differences aside in order to give us the greatest government structure ever to be seen on this earth. Thus, it is spiritual sense and not doctrine that we must express. And another point, although our government comes from God and all of us must be relying on spiritual sense, our assembly's operation is secular without religious basis. It's God-based, not religion-based. There's a difference. Assemblies operate in common law, which involves a whole library of maxims developed by intelligent men over the centuries, founded in common sense, given to all of us by God. We don't operate in canon law, church law, which derives from doctrinal teachings. Next, we must have moral fortitude. We must have the strength of conviction to consistently do what is right. This is the demonstration of what our individual spiritual sense is telling us. Our government was founded upon the principle that a moral people is required for self-government. We may have selfish motives or a personal sense of what we individually would like to see, but at all times, the good of the whole must be foremost. And this is not a sacrificing of oneself for the good of the whole. That theory is anathema to common law. Rather, what we are talking about are the two great commandments given to us by God's messenger, Christ Jesus, who told us we needed to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. So we demonstrate the qualities of love in our assembly work, practice what we preach, hold accountable those who do wrong, and courageously address the issues with honesty, integrity, morality, tenacity, with moral fortitude. We always conduct ourselves in peace and honor. One quality very much needed is patience and forbearance with one another. We are all at different stages of experience and education, and we do not have a lot of experience working together in people's assemblies. So we need to be patient with one another as we all learn this renewed process of self-government. And we'd err egregiously if our moral fortitude is used to fight for an immoral cause. So we must exercise discernment to both recognize and know the difference between right and wrong. We, the people, have been deceived in many, many ways over many years. We must use our God-given common sense and our spiritual sense to uncover what has been hidden, to understand what is right and hold to it, to uncover the wrong and properly deal with it. At this point, to fight for the wrong thing because we did not take the time to investigate the facts in order to discern the truth would be a terrible tragedy. We must use discernment. We must distinguish between the unreal and what is real, the truth. Know that nothing unreal is true. And then only act having all of the facts. The people's de jure assembly is the body politic that determines the will of the people, which can be conveyed to the public servants in the government doing the work of the people and protecting the people's rights. The majority vote that formalizes that will of the people should be supported by an individual's clear discernment when making that vote. Every single individual has a duty before they vote of having the moral fortitude to do the right thing 
and the practice discernment to know what the right thing is. One vote in a trial jury can make the difference between an innocent or guilty verdict and the consequence to the defendant affecting his or her life. We've determined that education is the key. Jesus told us that the truth will make us free. Now he prefaced that with, if ye follow in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So we've already stated that spiritual sense is needed. We look to God, and that moral fortitude is needed. Follow the word. A disciple is a student. So as disciples, we are given the promise that we will know the truth and the truth will make us free. There is a great need to search diligently for the truth, the reality. We must understand history so as not to repeat the bad, but continue the good. We must understand common law, which is the glue holding society together in unity. We must understand how the law is applied and the rules of operation of our assemblies, our juries, our courts, and our society in general. And once we've properly learned, we have a moral obligation to teach. If we truly love our fellow man, we want him to benefit from knowing the truth. This is not just a religious tenet. This is our moral fortitude in operation. This is the required demonstration of Emmanuel, or God with us. We must learn what we need to know, and then we must teach it to others. For those just being introduced to this concept of restoring our lost republic and operating in general assemblies, you should know that the rest of us are doing everything we can to develop educational presentations and materials, to direct others to historical resources, and to encourage self-education. New members in particular, but all are included in a requirement to self-educate. For too many years, we have been spoon-fed information from corrupt sources and mind-controlled to simply accept as reality what we are told. Using our God-given common sense and discernment, we can discover for ourselves the reality. But the tendency to sit back and let others do the work must be dealt with. Too many for too many years have literally sat on the couch and relied on others to do what they should have been doing for themselves. If you are not individually actively seeking the truth, you are not fulfilling the role of true citizenship required of a free people. Those contemplating joining our assemblies must first search out what we are telling you, you must understand, and then study it in order to take it to heart. And we need organization. Everything cannot happen all at once. And we need order, efficiency, and effectiveness in our assemblies. So we need structure and rules. We need rules to follow to protect people's rights while we effectively work together for the common good. The assembly as a body politic is a deliberative body. Deliberate means to fully consider, not impulsive. So we need foundational documents, which everyone understands, such as our individual and settlement covenants. We need organizational documents, such as our formation operations and functions bylaws, and operational rules, such as rules of order. I like to say that rules are our tools. 
We all must understand our documents, their meaning and intent and how they fit together. If we are to suppress the impulsive, then we must have a process that forces us to effectively, efficiently, and inclusively deliberate. We all must know the organization and the rules so that we can fulfill our moral obligation to properly participate, to do what we promise to do when we take our oaths. The foundation, the organization, and the rules keep us from slipping into anarchy with no government or tyranny, too much government. That moral duty to participate cannot be exercised properly without the proper organization to operate within. That organization structure is first created with written documents. Everyone must realize that words are expressing thoughts. The language being placed on the paper must properly reflect the thought. The correct words to be used make a difference. For example, the word lawful is distinguished from the word legal. They're not synonyms. Our state covenant contains several pages of definitions, making sure that the use of specific words cannot be misunderstood. We must be educated in our language, etymology, and grammar beyond what has been so inadequately taught by our schools in recent years. And if we are to be deliberate and not impulsive, then we must focus on what is important. This focus is the last issue in my categorizations. We are all aware in varying degrees of the great harm that has been done and at this moment is still continuing. There are many of us involved in the general assemblies that have sharp personal experience with this harm and the horrendous evil beliefs behind it. But our focus cannot continue to be on the harm and on those who have harmful intent. We have been doing that in varying degrees for many years without much success in our endeavors. This was primarily because the entire evil had not been uncovered. But just because it's been uncovered does not mean that now our efforts will be successful. The problem is that our tools are not designed to be effective against a tyrannical corporate structure supported by Luciferian beliefs and orchestrated by an elite few. We need to stay focused on the understanding that it is the restoration of our republic that will allow us to remove for all time the tyranny currently being imposed on us. We do not trespass on the corporate structure. We only communicate with them via public notice. We do not taunt them or try to retaliate. What we are doing is using our God-given rights to restore the government of, by, and for the people. Once that is in place, we will be able to fully exercise our sovereignty and control a government that protects our rights. It's personally dangerous, and it can also destroy an assembly to impetuously act against the corrupt corporate structure prematurely. In fact, once we are fully assembled, the de facto government will totally lose its power over us. Then the grand juries using common law can do their work holding accountable those that have knowingly done harm. What I am talking about when referring to focus is really a paradigm shift in thought. We need to start thinking from the standpoint of being free, sovereign people operating with a, within a true republic as the electors. We're not slaves of a corrupt government rebelling against that tyranny, using common law against statute law. Now to be able to operate properly with a proper focus, 
we need to assemble. Until we have fully assembled, we cannot focus correctly. We do not have the tools we need, and we will not be successful in counteracting the evil. By not being assembled, we are delaying our salvation from the corrupt tyranny. Every ounce of effort and thought we put in the wrong direction deprives our country to that extent of where we could be if properly focused. We must concentrate our thought, our energy, and our time on every particular detail needed to properly, lawfully, permanently establish our assemblies and restore our republic. So in summary, we must rely on God as our spiritual sense reveals him to us for our salvation, our security, our government. Then we must exercise the moral fortitude to always do the right and to resist the wrong. To do that, we must use discernment to distinguish between right and wrong. True citizenship requires not just a moral and virtuous people, but also an educated one. Therefore, education, and particularly self-education, is a requirement. But an assembly does not just sit there. It must act. In order to act, there must be organization, which includes a foundational structure upon which it stands, a mechanism to operate, and rules for efficient and effective operation. And that action must be focused in the right direction and in the right way. The jural assemblies, the de jure grand juries extracted from them, and the militia to protect the people are the three required elements of self-government. Those who take the step of signing and committing to the jural covenant of office become members of the assembly and qualified electors. They select our government servants and from them are selected grand and petit jury members. It is an honor and privilege to be a member of a de jure assembly and it carries with it a solemn responsibility to strive to be the most virtuous and educated we can be to be demonstrating our highest sense of right and selflessness. Wow. And I yield. Wow. Wow. I tell you that, I got to tell you, Bill, that second part there of that presentation that you did, um, outstanding. You, did you write, I'm assuming you wrote all that yourself because that was, yes, that, that was yes. laid out just remarkable. It was, uh, that was remarkable. Wow. What I like that you said there, um, and maybe I got the words a little off, but I was taking notes while, and I'm a terrible note taker. I'm trying to do better with that, but I, I was, I jotted this down because I absolutely love this. What I think you said, if you're not actively seeking the truth, then you're not living as a truly free people. Did I gather that correctly? Most of it. You're not fulfilling the role of true citizenship. Not fulfilling the role. It required of a free people. All the way along, they said we needed to be a virtual, moral, and educated people to self-govern. I like that. Wow, that was that was a pretty powerful um, quote there that you said. I, I really like that. That was that was really that was something else there, and about how just and that was the other point that you made that I thought was um, pretty profound was just because evil is being exposed doesn't mean that our job gets easier. In fact, it almost seems like it gets a little harder, you know, because now it's yeah. like, crap. All right. Now they've got, they're onto us. Now it's like, once we started figuring them, you know, figuring them out, 
I mean, we see it all the time in the mainstream news with, you know, especially with all these woke companies, right? With them trying to push this pedophilia stuff and, and, and Target and Coles and whatever they're doing, trying to target our kids, no pun intended. But it's like they're just ratcheting up the heat and they're turning it up because they're just going for broke. Now that more and more people, like you said, they're starting to spiritually awake to what's going on around not just this nation, but around the world. Right. And so, yeah, I think that was a very profound quote. I think people really need to resonate with that. Just because evil is being exposed doesn't mean our job gets any easier. Wow. So in, in the Bible, who was it that was building the wall? And they tried all kinds of things to get him to come down from the wall. Yeah. And he said, I won't come down. They even held a sword in one hand and built with the other. With the other. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's what that's what we're that's what we're doing um, is we're working on reestablishing the republic to do that is a lot of work. And a lot of that work is education work because there's people that just don't know and they don't have other sources other than those of us that are here first. So we have a moral obligation to teach yeah. every I, one of us. And I, then. Those people that have learned, they'll turn around and they will teach. And that's how this will grow. And to do that, we've got to have the right information as well. So we've got to work our way to uh, discern the truth. And that's that's not always easy. Yeah, I agree. I tell you, you know, it's such an honor to talk to you. And and like I said, we had a nice conversation yesterday. But, you know, it, it's, it's dawning on me. And, and, and I tell you, after talking with you, I mean, you definitely have a heart of a teacher, as Dave Ramsey would say, right? You have a heart of a teacher. In fact, you you have you almost have the voice of a, of a teacher. You're very easy to listen to, if that makes sense. You know how there's some instructors or presenters are almost kind of like, oh, they're just a little tedious to listen to, probably like myself. Um, but you have a voice that is very calm and soothing and easy to listen to. So it, it, it makes it a little bit, um, how do I want to say it? It's the, to receive the information seems a lot less. Uh, it's more. It's effortless, if that makes sense, right? It's easy to consume the information. Well, thank you. And so, but like between you or among you, I mean, like I said, Josh Lehman, he is a strong voice. He has a certain way of presenting. Lisa in Georgia, Lisa Muzi, she is a, a rock star doing what she does, and and Oscar, you know, we're working on a project to try to do a, a general, you know, presentation that you know, that Lisa's doing, but can go to all the states. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm finding out that there's so many people with excellent skills, excellent talents. Oscar is just outstanding. Lisa, I mean, there's so many people that are just outstanding at what they do. Destry, I mean, there's just, it's just amazing. And it's, it's really an, honestly, it's an honor to be among people like yourself, because I feel like I'm like at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm like, man, I'm like, I gotta catch up to a lot of these people because you guys are all rock stars. Really? But you're giving us a voice, too. So that's important. So we get out to more people that, particularly those who um, are are new to this and are just maybe listening for the first time. Um, They've just got to hang in there and realize there's a lot to learn. But the rest of us are doing our best to try to make that education available to them. Absolutely. I have a quick question. So I was trying to... Like I said, I'm terrible with with my note taking. I was trying to jot the six 
things that we must be successful, that we must master. So the first one I got was spiritual sense. Spiritual sense. And then moral. And then for, moral, moral fortitude. Okay. And then was discern, it? Discernment. Discernment. And then was it patience? Education. Education. Um, organization. Organization. And focus. And focus. Okay. That's right. what it was. And focus. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I, I really like that. I think that's really important. You know, and that's one thing that I've always stressed over here, especially the education part and, and discernment. I mean, they're all equally important. I mean, that's, I mean, first off, that's the number one thing I always tell a lot of people over here. I said, look, if you're, if you have pride and you have ego and you're trying to self elevate yourself for a certain type of status or, or recognition, this, this is not the, the venue for you. This is a place where we have to come together as God's people, right? For the betterment of our brothers and sisters that don't really know what it is. Okay. And, and I've always stressed that to a lot of people. You, if you're coming over here, for self-serving um, agendas, get out, get out, because there's no room for that. We we have something to accomplish here, and that's to restore the republic. And yeah, and this is an area that the assemblies clearly need to understand. There's that that's what I was talking about that paradigm shift of thought, because most of my generation and the ones following me have been taught to uh, obey authority, and then we. We look to elected leaders that we follow. Well, that's not self-government. In self-government, there are those that raise their hand and say, hey, I'm, I'm willing to be the moderator for this year. I'm willing to be the secretary for this year. And they are our servants. Yep. It is the assembly that determines everything. That's right. It is the assembly, the body politic we the people in assembly determine it and our our we don't have leaders we have officials that we've elected to help us do to execute the will of the people that's right that's that's it it's it is very simple but quite frankly it is difficult for many people to get past the years of mind control to realize that number 1 they're sovereign they have all the power Number two, they have a voice that cannot be silenced. And three, that together as a group, they make all of the decisions. Yeah. You know, Oscar said something interesting right here in the chat. He said, focus is maintained by not being shaken by the world decaying around you. That's absolutely right. And I know that could be very scary for a lot of people, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, you get so many people who are like, well, how do I know the assembly is going to be able to fix all this? It's like, well, I guess I can't sit here and explain to you and try to make you believe me that this is the lawful answer. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that once we have all 50 states or at least minimum the 38 that we need, three quarters, right, that it's all going to get fixed overnight. I mean, that's when the the real work starts, in my opinion, once we get every, you know, the states we need where the military is subordinate to, to we, the people, right. And we truly have our self-governance back, our de jure government back. But right. once we get our 38 plus states, that's when the real heavy lifting, I think, starts to happen. I mean, what say you? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> do you know, do you know how to be a township clerk? Nope. Do you know? I mean, how about a justice of the peace? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot. I mean, we have a lot 
to learn. Can, but can the people govern? Absolutely. That was the way it was planned. Yeah. And that's the way it was done initially for years. That's how America became so successful as a free people. I, I refer to the 5,000-year leap by W. Cleon Skousand. And he, he goes over the 28 principles our founders espoused. Um, and then the People's Panel by Richard Younger that covers the first, you know, the histories of the grand juries. And he, these were run by the people. He did a good job. Yep. You know, back to your six, um, your, your list of six things that we must master, the education, uh -huh. that's the other thing I always try to press on people. And that's one of the reasons why I think I started this podcast. Well, first and foremost, I started it because to push out the word of God. I mean, if you would have known me, Bill, like four or five years ago, and you, if you would have told me four or five years ago, Jason, you're going to have a podcast that you're where you're going to read a chapter a day, six days a week. You're going to do a summary. You're going to fumble over your own words and reading. And you're going to talk about self-governing and everything history about the country and maybe talk about some health related stuff. I would have looked at you and said, go keep smoking your dope because you are a crazy man. Right. I mean, but but here we are. And once I started learning more about the assembly and self-educating and digging into the forums, you know, with all the documents and, and, and PDFs that are over there at national-assembly.net, I started self-educating, right? Back to what you were saying in those, in those six points, education. And this is one thing I always try to tell people. You don't look, you don't have to be a scholar with this, but you do have to put in some kind of effort in, in reading and digging. And, and I think that, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I started reading and digging more myself and then try to regurgitate it in, in a way where it's easy for people to uh, digest it uh, mentally, right? Through a podcast, right. because not everybody has the time. I get it. Not anybody can look at a screen for hours on end and read because that can be straining on the eye. So I, I get all that. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I started doing this too. And I'm so glad you came on here because the way you presented everything was perfect. In fact, I'm, I'm going to make sure this actually goes on the front page of my website because this is perfect. I love this presentation and I hope you come back on again to do that Titanic bit. And I think you were talking, <laughs> you were talking about that wizard of Oz thing too, that you're researching right now. Right. Right. One, when I'm, when I'm um, talking with people, like I just had a, talk with a bank teller and then a, a car salesman and i will simply ask them you know if the conversation starts because there's something about politics or what's going on and i realize that they're somewhat awake so i'll simply ask them do you do you know the constitution well no the constitution <laughs> by the way you can read that whole constitution and understand it there's yep. nothing in there that that is that complex? No. But anyway, I'll say, do you know Article 4, Section 4? Article 4, Section 4 says, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. No. What does that look like? Why don't we have it? How do we get it back? You want to come to one of my seminars? You know, that's a good, that's a good icebreaker. That is an because wow. it's it's something and most people are not going to know. And then you can talk about what a republic form of government looks like. 
And the Constitution says that's what we're supposed to have. So wait a minute, something's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, you know, we are a threat to their democracy, Bill. I mean, you know that, right? Well, sure. <laughs> wow, I like that. That's an excellent icebreaker. That art, like, do you know the kind? Con- I like how you put that. Wow, I tell you, there's so many gems, ladies and gentlemen, that you can take from Bill. I'm taking from Bill. Look. I don't know it all. I will never claim to know it all. Destry even says he's been doing this for over a decade and he's still learning. I mean, that's what it's about when you're doing, when you're self-governing and you're in the assembly, your learning never ceases. Right, Bill? I mean, Bill just said himself, he's still digging and researching. Yeah, I was just reading the journal of the 36th Congress. And... uh, uh, it starts with a long speech by President Buchanan. Uh, of course, they're attempting to keep us from getting into the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Very, very, of course, that's the beginning of when we lost everything. I mean, prior to the Civil War, the people were sovereign. After the Civil War, we had a, a strong federal government that was infringing on our rights. That's right. So, that's right. Well, I wanted to open- on my in my second presentation, what I do is I do a timeline, a historical timeline from 1861 to 1871, which is during that time. That's where we lost everything. Oh, and, um, you actually have a time. You did a timeline on that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, everything that happened uh, from 1861 to 1871. Then what's interesting, I also do a timeline of the corporation from 1871 on, and particularly. What happened in 1913, and then a hundred years after 1871, 1971 was a banner year. Wow! We got uh, the 18-year-olds could vote. We got Saul Alinsky's book, uh, which was dedicated to Lucifer. We got going off of the uh, <laughs> and Nixon got rid of the uh, redemption of the dollars for gold. Uh huh. We got the start of the Dark Side uh, comic series, which had to do with. Uh, control over the minds of man um all of this happened in 1971 uh. and the viewage case which was the 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 uh, abortion case where they determined that abortion was simply a surgical procedure well that came out in december of 1971 and immediately in december they started the roe v wade oral arguments mm. so all of that was 1971 a lot happened that year. Yeah. So 1912, 13, uh, 1933, 1871, 1861. These are all critical dates in, in our history. Uh, each one of them, we lost uh, more of our our uh, rights yeah. and freedom. Wow. I tell you, you know, you I, I like how you present things. And, you know, anytime you want to have something that you want to share or present. I don't care if it takes a 15 minutes or an hour and 50. I'm <laughs> okay. no, I'm serious because well, I'll, I'll this do is the, good. I'll do the Titan. I'll come back and do the Titanic sometime. Cause that one that's, I've given that to Patriot groups, um, as a, um, you know, it can be given to a general audience, but it, it reveals the fact of this major fraud in getting the federal reserve established. So that leads into further discussion. Yeah. Wow. I tell you, yeah, that's, uh, I, I tell you, I'm just blown away the, the, the way the, just everything, like I said, I'm always learning something new and, and, and relearning something that I may have even forgotten, you know? Um, 
But let me, I was going to ask people if anybody here um, has any questions, I, I'd like to open it up to you guys. If anybody has any questions here, I know Rietta out in California, she was asking, she said, does Jason, does Bill have his presentation on video uh, outside of Patriots with Grit? Do you have any, do you have anything online that has you? No, I, I do. I do not. Um, this is the only one that I I've put out there. This is an intro. Um, quite frankly, what we've discovered uh, in Missouri is getting people together in a room. Yeah. Is tremendously powerful. Yes. And that's how we've been able to be uh, successful. So we require people to come to the presentation and get them in the room. And that actually starts the assembly. Yeah. People get to know one another and and uh, realize they're not alone. If you're just sitting in a living room watching a video, you don't know that there's other people next door to you that uh, are also awake. You know, so anyhow, yeah. so at this point, I'm not recording them. Um, I have done a little bit, um, but it's not being uh, distributed. But you know what? You make a good point. And I'm glad you said that because that would make sense. Because, again, we've been isolated for so long, especially with, with the whole COVID scam, right? The whole COVID pandemic right. nonsense that's by design yeah separated was us. trying to get us separated not assemble in a room and congregate as a community a united community under god i like that that's a good idea i'm glad you know what i'm glad there's no real actual video presentation because if you get people in the room like you said you said something key people start looking off to their left and their right shoulders and seeing there are many more people just like them and that they're right. not alone. And, and we start practicing, uh, we'll call it people skills. We are not used to working together in, in people's assemblies. Mm -hmm. So the way you do that is not over the phone. You do that in person. You do that where you get together in a room. And then and you, you make motions and you vote. You do all that stuff. That's the way it's done. Yep. And we need to be we need to practice doing that. So, I mean, it is difficult um, um, for me to do presentations across the state. I'm doing three, four hour drives to do it. It'd be so much easier to just get on the, you know, on the computer. But uh, we get the results. That's the key. So speaking of those results and, and I'll go to other states, too. I'm offering other states going and consulting with them on education on just sharing what i've got they can take it or leave it but i'm offering it wow you know speaking of those awesome results do you care to share how many i don't know if you want to if you're at liberty to to share how many counties you guys have now i mean it's up to you otherwise we yeah can't. well there's pros and cons to that the bad guys i want to know then we'll leave that alone who's succeeding but We've got, uh, in Missouri, we researched to determine how many counties we had uh, at the time that, uh, just before we, we joined the union. Mm -hmm. There was a period where Missouri was du jour, and we had 15 counties um, at that time. So we need to get those 15 uh, in order to... Good. Um, 
to settle. I think I remember well, Oscar saying we've, that. We let's put it this way: of those fifteen, we've settled six of those original. Ten. Plus, we've settled other counties. Wow, wow! You guys go look at Missouri go, guys. That's awesome. That is amazing. I tell you, I'm waiting for you guys to be the third settled state. That's what I'm looking for. Lucky number three. That would be a, a just amazing to see you guys. Yeah, I think out. there's a couple other states out there that are moving along pretty good too, and they they haven't, you know. Well, I don't we know. We maybe don't know about them. I don't know. Uh, see, wait. So Missouri, Missouri is the show me state, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You guys got to show them up, then. You got. Right. You got, there's just no. Well, let's put it this. Let's put it this way. We we. You know, I am revealing a little bit, bit more, only because we do feel that we have some experience with the education side yeah. that we wish to share. Uh, at, exactly as I, I stated that once you have this information, you have a moral obligation yeah. to offer it to others. That's right. And like I said, if if another state is doing just fine and and they're happy with what they've got that's great and i'm not infringing on anybody's assembly this is pure education yes done as an educator yes absolutely it's, it's generic you know these are the facts this is the truth it's not opinion it's not any other focus other than this is what's been uncovered this is what's going on this is how you do it that's right. You know, and I'm glad you said that because there are, there, you know, darn well, there are some people out there that will take that out of context. Like, oh, well, he's he's crossing state borders. Blah, blah, blah. No, he's an educator, ladies and gentlemen, giving generic information of the facts and findings and research that has been done. The stuff that has not been taught in public indoctrination camps that we call public schools. And so I'm glad you said that because, you know, there's always one or two idiots out there. Forgive me for saying such, but it, it, let's call it for what it is. There's always one or two idiots out there that like to be Karens and they like to take this kind of stuff out of context and try to make right. you out being a bad guy. It's right. like, come on, you know, get, give me a break. Get out of here with that. Um, what was I was going to ask you something else. Um, it was right at the top tip of my tongue here. Um, boy. I, I, of course. And of course, you know, what's going to happen. We're going to close out the show and then it'll come to me. That's exactly what will happen. Um, oh, sure. But yeah, no, I think it would be really awesome to have you back. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. It's completely off the subject of assembly stuff. Yeah. Were you originally from Michigan by chance? Or lived in Michigan? Yes, I was. Bo I was born and raised in Muskegon. That's right. Okay, because I remember you were saying that you were going to you, yeah. you and your wife, right? We're going to come up here in yep. August. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to connect and get some coffee as long because in exactly. August, there's only one weekend. I got to look at the weekend again, but there's one, uh, three or four days, my wife and uh, my daughter and uh, my in-laws and sister and brother-in-law and their four kids, we're all going to Mackinac Island for three nights. And so, yeah, we're, yeah, we're looking sounds, forward to that. So hopefully lived, we can catch you. I lived in Traverse for a while, too. Oh, Lillianaw County. That's a beautiful area. Cherry, yep, Cherry yep. Festival area there. You got it. You <laughs> we're, got actually, it. we're actually going to Traverse City um, in, in a couple of weeks, my wife and I. We're taking our daughter up there. She's never been up there. And we're uh, we're going to the Great Wolf Lodge, unfortunately. We're going to I know. Yep. I know where it is. <laughs> I, if I had my way, I'd rather be at a B&B &B right on the harbor there, you know, right? right there. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at the chat. Is uh, before we close it up in prayer or and leave it to last remarks for Bill? Is there anybody here? Um, oh, somebody does have a question, which I think we addressed. So, Rietta was asking, can 
Bill let you know when his website's back up? Well, he's actively working on that right now. Right. And and you can you can contact me uh, at info at americancivicseducation.org. That that email still works. So info at I'm, I'm typing yep. it in at American Civics with an S, right? Civics Correct. Education. Org. So um, right. info at Ameri info at yep. info at AmericanCivicsEducation.org and enter. There it is. It's in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you can reach out to Bill at that email there. And yeah, he is going to get it back up. His son is helping him out to get it a little bit more secure, more built up, kind of like Fort Knox, like what Destry has for National Assembly, <laughs> because people are always trying to hack his website. This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. This is when you know you have the lawful assembly. This is when you know when you're over the target, because they're going after people like Bill. They're trying to hack into the National Assembly website, national-assembly.net, by the way. It's national-assembly.net. If you want to know more about that, go check that out. And every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, we have our National call so if you want to learn more you want to know about what's going on go to the national assembly.net website you can find the free conference call information you can either log online or call free on your phone and you can tap in there's no code or anything like that and basically it's a good educational thing and find out what's going on it's a good place to do a q a so check it out that's every thursday at 9 p.m eastern time just by the way and uh, Bill, before we do a closing prayer, because I'm looking at the, hold on, let me make sure I'm not missing anything here. Make sure there's no questions. So we address the website. Uh, let's see here. Thank you. There's a lot of thank yous in here. Um, a lot of highs. Let's see. Hopefully you're Okay. I guess there's no questions. So do you have any closing remarks or any, any social media or anything you want to put out there that you just want to plug away? Uh, books that you have I, I don't know what you got what anything you'd like to put out well um i don't think so i i do recommend uh, fruit from a poisonous tree by mel stamper that's a great book for people it's not that long and it's not it, parts of it are a difficult read but that's okay uh it, it, that one and creature from jekyll island but that's a long book yeah, I wanted to read that one. But yeah, I do have the fruit from a poisonous tree. My mom actually bought that and shipped it to me uh, just a few weeks ago. I actually have it in my work bag. I'm still chucking away at it. I'm still reading it. But yeah, that's a that's a good one, too. And Destry in here, he's saying right here in the chat, he said, uh, recommend reading The 5,000-Year Leap, right? That was another yep. good one. W. Cleon Skousen, that's the one I mentioned. Yes, yeah. The 5,000-Year That That is That's an excellent book. It goes all the way back to talking about... Um, some of the ideas that came from Cicero. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, you know, I have to understand our, our founding fathers were very interesting people. Thomas Jefferson could write Greek with one hand, Latin with the other. Mm. Uh, he knew, he knew seven languages. I, I think I'm correct. Wow. Um, so it took that, that type of intellect to come up with what they came up with. So yeah. Oh, Destry was saying here's another one. Book of a hunt book of hundreds. Have you heard of that one? Uh I've heard that I'm one being referenced. Book of hundreds. Yeah, book I, of hundreds. I have a recollection. I don't have that one. 
Yeah, I should check that one out too. We've been I've been trying to find that one actually because we thought it was somewhere on the forums and PDF format, but nobody can find it. So I don't know. Maybe Destry can help us out with that later. And, and if I find the link for it, yeah. I'll, I'll text it to you. But yeah, supposedly it's on the website on national-assembly.net. We'll have to try to find that because I was wanting to look for that as well. But um, well, I don't think. Let's see here. Um, yeah, I guess there's nobody here that have any questions. So if you don't mind, we always end the show in a prayer. And uh, if that's all right with, with you, I Go got ahead. it. Okay. So dear Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you so very much today for this this time together, uh, this dialogue that we've had with, with Bill. And he, what an outstanding educator he is. Thank you for blessing this man with the gifts and talents that he has. He is just using them. I think the way you would want him to for the betterment of this country to help our fellow brothers and sisters in this nation and around the world for that matter to 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 educate ourselves and to learn the real history that has been suppressed and hidden from us. And we just thank you for men like him and and, and other people, other men and women like him who are trying to learn the same subject matter, the same information and and take that information and take that responsibility to try to pass it on to other people. So we just ask that you can continuously help America wake up, wake up to what is going on and that more and more people will congregate to the lawful assembly of we the people so we can return back to our self-governance, our de jure form of government, our, you know, our, our, our republic, uh, the, the republican form of government that we were always meant to have. And, uh, and we ask you always guide our thoughts, our words, our actions, and, and be that guide and light for us. And if we stumble and fall or veer off the path, please bring us back in. Please steer us back in. And Rietta adds to this prayer here in the chat. Father, thank you for all those who are teaching us. Please bless them all. Lord, we trust you to guide us with your wisdom, discernment, and guidance. Lord, thank you for the special family of believers that you have brought together for such a time as this. And Lord, please enlarge our territories to share the gospel and grow the assembly. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And also, I want to add one little P.S. to that. And we thank you for Bill again. I can't stress it enough for, for his teaching and his presentation. And we look forward to having him back again. We pray all this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Bill, thank you so much for joining us. And it has been an honor. You have an open invite anytime you want here. I'm trying to get more people to start podcasting. <laughs> you. you know, seriously, I'm trying to get more people to start podcasting and talk about this stuff other than just me and Patriots with Grit and Kirk's Law Corner. But until that happens, look, anytime you need a voice to, to, to put more information out there, look, I'm no Joe Rogan, but, you know, we have a nice little crowd over here and and they're doing really good, actually, of sharing the show and sharing these podcasts. Because, like, one day, you know, I'll go from, like, 100 or two, 300 downloads in one day and all of a sudden it'll spike up to 700. I'm like, whoa, what just happened? Like, I just, you know, in one day. You know, so, but anytime you need a voice, please, uh, you have my number, text me, call me, email me, whatever you want, and we'll, we'll make it happen. And we're going okay. to have, and we're going to have to get some coffee in August when you come up. That's the plan. All right, sir. Well, hey, you have an excellent evening and thank you again for joining us. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, there's Bill Hermanson again with the Mich with the uh, Missouri General Jural Assembly. He does all the education. He does a lot of presentations. I think he was saying at the beginning of the show he has 
you know, done at least 150 to 160 different presentations. He, he takes a lot of his time and, and money and effort, energy, and he's going around um, doing these presentations in other counties and even other states if, if people want him to come. I mean, that right there is not just dedication, but that is a true patriot who really, really is doing the work of God. And he's doing the work for the country. He's doing this for people like you and I. I mean, he's just an outstanding man. And 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 Destry was just saying right here in the chat, Bill is one of the rare gems that we find to help reassemble. And this is why Destry was also saying that if I wish I could have 100 bills or even 50 bills. I mean, the amount of work and time and, and, and everything that he does is just beyond measure. It really is. I mean, to, to put a, a measure on what he has done, and I don't even know the guy personally or seen what he's done personally, but based on what I'm seeing and have heard already, it seems like it's very hard to measure what he's done, and we appreciate all that he's done. Well, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back here. Let's see. Tomorrow is Thursday, so we have a state assembly called. So tomorrow, I'm uh, okay, so I'm going to tell you guys this. So tomorrow... I'm going to go on a little hiatus for tomorrow. I might do a podcast right after work because I'm going to my in-laws cottage with my wife. So, and plus tomorrow is the national call. We have our Michigan state assembly call. So um, about three 30, maybe four o'clock about three 30, actually a little earlier. It might be two 30. I'll be doing a, a, a podcast around two 30 Eastern time. Um, Friday will be a podcast-free day because I'll be up at the cottage Thursday night and Friday night, and then I'll be back on the air Saturday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then we'll do a show Saturday and Sunday. And then remember, Monday and Tuesday next week, okay, Monday and Tuesday next week, I will be off the air because uh, Oscar and Lisa and myself are working on a special educational project presentation. And so we'll be working on that. So I will not be on the air on Monday or Tuesday. So again, on tomorrow off Friday on Saturday and Sunday off Monday, Tuesday. And I'll remind you guys again, just FYI's, but just wanted to let you guys know. Okay. But remember here at his Hardline, we are firm. We are steadfast. We are uncompromising and we will not let the enemy triumph. We will not let the enemy win. Okay, the enemy has gained too much ground over the last 100 to 120 years. No more. Okay, we are the watchers on the wall and we are the ones that are going to be building that wall. And we need to always we we need to stay vigilant. We need to stay vigilant and we need to just we have to be focused. There's just no other way around it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great day or night wherever it is you're at in the world. And uh, just remember, don't don't look at the world like Destry was saying. Don't look at the world as decaying all around you. What did he, I wish I could find it. Destry, before I close this out, what did you say again? Don't look at the world as if it was decaying around you. What did you say? Look at uh, look at it as something blossoming. I, I got to I got to I can't I can't get off the air until he says this because it was good what he saw. But there's so many comments. I can't even scroll through it. Um, Nancy was saying there he is. He says, look at it as a new blossom. That's right. That's a perfect way to put it. Look at the world as a new blossom. Okay. It's going to be all right. And Rietta says, keep our eyes on Jesus. I, I can't stress that enough either. All glory to God, eyes on Jesus, invite Christ in your heart. It's going to be okay, guys. 
it's going to be all right. Okay. Like Rietta said, we were called for such a time as this. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic day and we will be back here tomorrow afternoon. God bless. I will always fight for you. I will be watching. I will be listening. And I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better. And I couldn't have done done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. Our future will be brighter than ever before. And our future will be brighter than ever before. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. back in some form we will be back in some form we will be back in some form some form we will be back in some form we'll be back in some form and our future will be brighter than ever before and our future will be brighter than ever before the best is yet to come the best is yet to come